Welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where we share EdTech treasures we love. Each week... Jen, Kim, this, this just can't, can't wait. Okay, hi listeners. I know you, you just heard me a couple of days ago, but I needed to throw this in. I had this aha because we have a listener who reached out to me. So Mike Rutherford is joining me today for a little aha overflow. Hi, Mike. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah, see, it's, it's kind of evening here. So Mike's on the west east coast, or west coast. I'm on the east coast. Um, and we are coming together. He reached out and he's like, hey, I'm a former teacher librarian and I have this thing. And I can I show you something? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we hopped on a call last week and I, and he's explaining to me. And he's like, I just wanted to show you. And I was like, no, I, I, I need you to explain this because I'm not going to do it justice on Shooks and GIF. So I was like, we haven't done an AHA overflow in a couple of seasons. So if you're a new listener, an AHA overflow is when I sort of veer from the regular schedule and we do a really quick short thing on like one or two like itty bitties or maybe it's one tool that we want to dive into. And in this case, like I said, I would normally highlight, but Mike showed me and I sort of sat there and he can attest to this with sort of my, my mouth agape and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, how am I ever going to, I can't, you need to come on the show and, and, and tell us what this is. So Mike is here from, um, an organization called that he started and he's like, uh, he'll be modest about it, but he's a little bit of a genius, um, that he created called got learning and it's growth over time, right? Mike, that's what the G O T is for. That is correct. Good growth over time learning. And he, he pitched to me, he's like, it's not an LMS. It's not, he basically it's, and I was like, it's kind of like, like a digital portfolio, but like really interactive. And he's like, well, yeah, kind of. And we started going and I was like, this is going to blow my mind. And then of course I said to him, I need to know costs. And then he pulled out my favorite four letter F word. He's like, right now where we're sort of baiting things right now, where like single teachers can try it out for free. And I was like, this we need. And for me, because I don't have classes, it didn't work. But I think for a lot of you, you might be really interested in in what Mike is going to talk about. So Mike, welcome to Shooks and GIF. Give us your, as I call it, tall elevator, tall, tall building elevator pitch. So we're not just like a two or three minute. We got a little bit more time than that. Tell the listeners about Got Learning and what you uh, what you have here to help us, you know, track those conversations and observations, not just the products in class. All right. Well, sounds great. Well, first off, I just want to uh, tell you that I'm I am a lifelong educator. I've you know I've been a, a teacher. I mean, even a student, a teacher, instructional technology coach, district technology coordinator. Eventually, going into the sales and marketing side of education, uh, and I returned to the classroom, and uh, for for seven years. And then I now I've left the classroom and, and I'm the founder of Growth Over Time Learning, better known as Got Learning. And it was in that time that I returned to the classroom after doing all those things that I saw. Uh, or that I experienced a disconnect in regard to the two major platforms that we have inside of, of our classrooms. And uh, that's the LMS and the SIS. Uh, the learning management system does a great job doing providing information about an assignment and introducing the assignment and being a resource for uh, when things are due and all those kind of things. And the SIS does a great job of recording what our assessment of that assignment is. I found that that's where the disconnect was. I really wanted to focus on what happened in between. What happened after the lesson was introduced and the students started doing meaning making and all those kind of things. So it was all of that back and forth conversations that students and teachers have that contain qualitative learning evidence. Um, and that's what I really wanted to focus on. And so as a classroom teacher, I looked for something. I couldn't find it. So I went ahead and built, built version one out of using business tools to capture and enable teachers to, to communicate, analyze and reflect upon this qualitative data, 
all the while building a great repository to show growth over time. Right. And you and said it was left, Salesforce, right? You started with this in Salesforce? I did because when I was the when I was uh, in in the private sector, I ran. I was I became a Salesforce administrator and also a Pardot administrator and Oracle Eloqua administrator, which are marketing automation tools. Yeah. And the Salesforce, if you don't know what Salesforce is, Salesforce is like the standard bearer of of CRM, customer relation management, where they yeah. basically track the customer journey from the time that they're con that they're advertised to, that they contact the company, that they become a customer through their whole life. It's this customer journey or their customer experience as they talk about. Well, that's what I wanted to do with the student learning journey. Yeah. That and, student and so experience. How do I, I take that from the very beginning and move it along? I know Salesforce because my husband is a recruiter. Like he's a headhunter. That's what he does for a living. And they use Salesforce for that just reason. Like, okay, we, we got this resume in and we've reached out to these companies here and there. And so when you said Salesforce, all of a sudden it was like worlds colliding for me and like, oh yeah, the way that Trev tracks his clients or his candidates and what he needs to record is very much what we do in a classroom in a different way. And this is, that was the aha that I had. So anyway, sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh no, you're, you're exactly right. That's the same aha I had in the classroom. I was like, I need to capture all this qualitative learning data and be able to compare what someone did in September versus what they did in November versus May, you know, and, and be able to show that that growth over time. Um, the interesting thing, though, about uh, a CRM is a CRM, though, on a business side is one way. It, it, the 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 salesperson or the marketer is, is capturing all the information about the customer. But mm -hmm. if you switch back to the school, that's not what we do as teachers. Mm -hmm. This is a it's a two way street. It's the teacher and student communicating teachers and students communicating, whether it's groups, whether it's uh, your English, uh, your emerging language learning coaches, your learning specialists or special educators coming in. It's all these different kind of conversations that are going on. So that's why I used the, I used Pardot to try to make it a two-way street so that you, the story could also be told by the student. Um, right. One, it also lets them own a little, own a lot of their learning because they get to be able to do that. But what I found was using those business tools was a little bit untenable. It was a, uh, incredibly hard to keep up um, because it's not necessarily made for the classroom or for a school environment. So that's why I stepped, when I stepped away from the classroom, I decided to go ahead and build version two out of our own purpose built code so that we had that we could capture that student learning journey, but be able to do it and have and design it away around how a school pedagogically operates. And that means to get away from like the LMS generally has a system administrator teacher or professor and a class full of students. Right. All the schools that I've ever taught in or worked in, uh, I, I don't don't follow that met, that model because we have co-teachers and teachers that are pushing in and literacy, uh, you know, literacy consultants and math consultants and counselors that want to be part of it. The school administrator wants to, uh, your, your, your assistant principals and principals want to be part of the pedagogical thing. So let's go ahead and build roles for them so that they can be part of the student's learning journey as well. Yeah. So, it's, so like, it's a team, right? You've, you're going to build around the team and the team includes the teacher and the students, but all those other stakeholders that are so important in that journey and in those conversations. Yes. But not duplicating what an LMS does or an SIS does because we're not, we're not tracking grades or we're not tracking attendance or behavior or anything like that. Cause there are other systems out there that can do that. We're looking at the qualitative you know, the qualitative data, your your rough drafts, your your homework, your corrections, your revisions, your questions, your feedback, 
uh, your reflections, your analysis, all the soft skills that we can't necessarily quantify because you, you can't quantify, you know, how a student analyzes something. Uh, you know, you really need to look at it by, by looking at the qualitative data. We, I wanted something that captured that, but that so that I could see it later, but also so can the student and can so can the other teachers that can be part of uh, part of the whole learning of a child. I mean, one of the absolute coolest things is I built this originally when I was teaching sixth grade uh, humanities is my math teacher that I on my team, she was the first other teacher that that came on because I was going to the student concern meetings and was able to pull up all this qualitative data about uh, students that weren't on the list that we were talking about. They'd say, okay, how's Marcia doing? Oh, well, let's look at what she wrote in September and here she is in November. And I'll be, I'll be able to throw it up on the screen real quick. And the math teacher comes over to me, Stacy comes over to me and goes, all right, how'd you do that? You know, how, how do you have access to all that? And so, uh, and then I showed her and she goes, okay, I want in, but I want it for math. And so I started to have to build out teachers, but what was, we, we kind of came across this accidentally, but are super stoked that it happened is a couple weeks later, uh, the, the math teacher comes running to me after school as I was heading down to basketball practice. She goes, oh my gosh, guess what I did? I was I was working with a student who was really good. This is the beginning of the school year. He was really uh, a good math student, but it was really, really struggling when we got to word problems and mm. just couldn't figure things out. And I went to see if you were around during you know our uh, my off period and I and on that day because we we're teaching the block our schedules didn't align that we could see each other and she's like and I didn't want to send you an email so I jumped on uh, you know the very first version of got learning and jumped over to the student's record and I looked at what he was reading and writing in your class and I realized wow he's really below grade level in regard to reading yeah but which now explains yeah, and so exactly. she was able to realize, oh my gosh, I need to provide some scaffolding for these uh, for this uh, for these word problems. And she goes, boom, done. I made the decision right there and went right after it. And it was it was one of those things that realized, wow, why don't we share that data? Why yeah. don't we? Why can't I see what my students are doing in other classes? Because that helped her right there immediately to see that this student needed scaffolding with word problems. He could do the math. It was the problems of the words. Um, so. Uh, so that was one of the neat, neat things about being able to build it, build a, a platform that works in the way a school actually operates. Right. Um, so uh, lots of cool stories like that. And, and yeah. we keep learning more as more and more people. Are and, and it's done in real time, right? Like if you were to put it in that Stacy, that math teacher would have seen it at that moment. Is Absolutely. that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So she was that... able to see the conferring sessions, uh, the notes from the conferring sessions and also what the student was reading. Um, you know, and if she wanted to, she could actually go in and look at his writing as well, because yeah. a lot of his writing and his own reflections on writing and the feedback that he received. And yeah. you really get to know the student. So uh, I, I think I think where we need to go then is because I've seen the tool and people might be like, but how, how how are they seeing how are they seeing his reading and or his writing and and his growth? And like, uh, so maybe let's break it down. If I'm to log in to Got Learning as a teacher, let's go to the teacher side, maybe first. What do I see and what can I do? Well, first and foremost, we we worked really hard to make sure that the student view, the teacher view, the educational specialist, meaning the, the, the special educator or the uh, emerging language learning coach or literacy coach and school administrator have a very similar user interface. So it looks very similar. There's just different things that you can do. Right. Um, the way that we've, we've set this up is we've taken... Uh, a big change away from uh, 
one of the one of the things I saw as a fault or disconnect with the LMS is the LMS focuses on the classroom and it focuses on the entire class. And if you take that element of CRM that we had before, that focuses on the individual. And so Got Learning focuses on the individual student. So it has an individual student record uh, for that, you know, for that student that has uh, these conversations inside him. And the conversations, so I as a teacher, I log in, I see my class, I can go right to a student, click on their record, and I can see all the conversations that they have for that class. And inside of those conversations is a longitudinal conversation. This There's is what I love. This is, this is yeah, this is chef's yeah. kiss. When you showed me this, I was like, ho, 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 hold on. Well, this is, you know, it's a longitudinal conversation because in our classes, we have a beginning of a lesson where mm -hmm. we introduce a topic and, and the kids grab it and interpret it in many different ways. And uh, basically, you, you have a starting, a starting point and then that you have this infinite longitudinal conversation where the student and the teacher can participate with that back and forth conversation. They may do a rough draft. They can receive feedback. They can receive peer feedback because you can add other students to the conversation. Um, other teachers can be involved. And that conversation keeps moving from, you know, from left to right. Uh, as you keep seeing the growth, the kid makes the, the student makes revisions on that feedback. They can reflect upon that, and you see all of those things all in one place. And one of the things that we were very cautious about is that we wanted to be content, you know, content neutral. Teachers mm -hmm. know what they need to have, and they and they have tons of content to do that. So we weren't going to provide that. We wanted to provide a place they could use whatever kind of content they want to. Two is we wanted to be technology neutral. Uh, if you want to use Flipgrid for your videos and not use Got Learning's video thing, go for it. Link it in, no problem. If you want to be able to go out and get stuff from Khan Academy or YouTube, uh, whatever it is, you can bring those right into that conversation as illustrative content. Right. Um, and that that's also the same with Google Docs, you know, Word, all those. We wanted to take all those different things that are qualitative learning evidence and put them into one place. So we have we can. I wanted to spend more time providing growth producing feedback than searching. And I was spending way more time searching than providing feedback. I was searching for all this qualitative evidence. I was like, let's just put it in one place so then I can do what the most important thing is, you know, what the goal of what I was doing, which is student learning. So I wanted that all in one place. Um, and that's basically kind of how, how it was laid out. And the third one is process. And, this, and we want to be process neutral. We don't want to tell, and, and I found this out real quick because when I built, when I was talking about the math teacher, I built her class out exactly like mine. Mm. I was a humanities teacher. She's like, yeah. this isn't going to work. I need this. I need this. I need this. And I need this. And then I added the other English teacher. She said the exact same thing, even though we taught the same curriculum. She wanted it set up in a different way. So I was spending the nights doing all these layouts. Well, when we built vision, version two, we wanted to open it up to design so that the teacher and the student could choose how they want to communicate, right. uh, that they want to communicate those things. And you might want to do that as a teacher. I found that I wanted to meet I had to meet the needs of all my kids, all my students, but I had to do it differently with many different kids. And so we wanted, we, we spent a lot of time on designing this so that it's open to how you want to communicate and or how the student wants to communicate. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm right on board. 
Um, okay, I, I was gonna I was gonna throw throw something in there about the student side of things and that they look. Well, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I can do it. So the one thing I did ask you was, you know, in Google Classroom, the one thing my for the love of Google Classroom is show me a student view. So if I go in as a student versus a teacher, it's very similar. Like we're all good. It's not like there's things hidden from the kids. It's all super transparent, right? What you see is what they see, um, and and you have that. And and we've we he's talking about there's sort of this like long conversations. So imagine this when it's set up it's you know every anecdotal piece of evidence you have let's say you're working on I don't know let's just say let's for argument's sake let's call it assignment one there might be a final product in there but there's all those conversations you're having all that anecdotal evidence the reflection the metacognition for the student part that underneath um, assignment one there's a little like shark tooth drop down and then all of those pieces of evidence come out and then your assignment two the same thing would happen um and it can go on and on and you go back and forth. And what I really loved about this through the pandemic, we have so many students who aren't finishing. They're not necessarily getting to the end. And I was talking to um, a teacher after you and I spoke, Mike, and she's like, oh, that would be perfect for me because so many kids, they just sort of stop coming to class and this would give me something because it's, if they don't hand in the final product, it doesn't mean that they haven't met the standards or in our in our case, our, like our curriculum expectations here in Canada. It might just be they didn't hand in that final thing. And if absenteeism is an issue for you, um, and your students, or if, you know, right now during the pandemic, if people have to miss school, at least you have all of that leading up to, and you can use that as evidence of learning. And that's what I love about this tool. Yeah. And it's wait, another thing that I really liked it as well as I was, I was teaching at an international school when I built this. So I had students, I was a sixth grade humanities teacher and I had students at anywhere from a second grade reading level to 10th grade reading and writing levels. Wow. And so they were all over the place. And to be able to, to, especially the ones that were below grade level, to be able to show growth over time was just, it, it was awesome. Because, yeah. you know, if, if I'm, and we were standards-based grading, so if I really followed the standards-based grading, I'd have, to, I'd have to list a kid who's not at a sixth grade level that, you know, basically that they, they hadn't achieved, but the lowest, you know, the lowest standard. Right. But that's not fair to the student. And, and it's not, it's, I, I, wanted to be able to show the parents and, and I wanted the student to be able to show the parents, okay, I may have come in as a second grade, you know, second grade reader and writer. I'm leaving at, at the end of fifth grade. And that's right. one year of all that kind of growth. And, and now they now believe themselves as a reader and believe themselves as a writer, but not showing them a percentage or a word that says they're meeting or excelling, but let's show where they were in September versus where they are in May or in June and then have them explain how they are now as a writer or as a reader or as a scientist or as a you know soccer player, whatever you're actually <laughs> teaching the student and evaluating them on, you can show that growth over time because you have it all in one space. Now, here's one really cool thing that we figured figured out from this is that at the first year we used this, all of a sudden we were like, wait a second, we have all this, all in, all this incredible data. Mm -hmm. how, do we, how do we pass that on to the, the next teachers? Because, the, you know, the, I would want to be able to go back and see what students did before. And I always did at the beginning of the year, I always had uh, three or four or five big, huge boxes from the, from the fifth grade teachers right. about their portfolio. And that usually showed up two to three days before school started, which is a really horrendous time to get your, that all that kind of data. Cause really? you're setting up your classroom. You, you're busy. You're busy at that time of year. That's a busy time. So there's Interesting. TV, you know, there's all kinds of things <laughs> going on. You're totally nuts. And so it would go over in a, into a, into a file cabinet or into yeah. onto shelves. And I always needed those things. I always said, I wish that was, I wish that stuff was Googleable. 
Um, mm. And I know Google is not a word. It you might can, be, I, but I don't think it is. I'll give you permission. I'm I'm okay. an English teacher and a librarian, so I feel like I have the authority to make up new words. Well, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Uh, and so I wanted to be able to, I, I wanted to have just-in-time access to that. If I was sitting on my couch on a Thursday night and I wanted to check in on uh, on Marcia and see how she's doing, maybe I wanted to check back and see who, who their teacher was the year before and how they had success with them in their reading or writing. Um, and I could see what was kind of going on and, and get real, real evidence as opposed to looking at grades and attendance, which really doesn't tell me what goes well, uh, yeah. goes well with that. So we've we've included the, the functionality in Got Learning that you can see classes from the previous years, not grades, not attendance or behavior, but the pedag- I mean, the, the qualitative learning evidence, their writing, and not only their writing, the reflections and the feedback they received and how they reacted to that and how they implemented it, all that stuff that is is so so important and yeah. was until now incredibly incredibly hard to find and capture yeah i was gonna um, say up to, up to now what have we had we've had our grade book and like you said we've had attendance and that's that's the paper trail but if we really want to show authentic learning and capture the authentic learning that we see in that sort of you know the quad 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 quantitative, not no qualitative, not quantitative. So I had to think about that for a minute. It's been a long day. It's only Monday, folks. It's only Monday. Um, <laughs> but we uh, this is this is how we have to do it. Because oftentimes, like you said, it's the sticky notes, it's your your notes binder, like you don't have this somewhere and the ability to go back and see like, let's say someone's retired, or you know, their student's gone to what a new school maybe if you, your district ends up adopting this it, it could be a really powerful way to meet students needs quickly like you don't need to do that digging that you might otherwise spend the first month or two trying to do I agreed and the the other aha that that i had was i always every year i started every school year that i, I ever taught i always started new systems whether it was a file cabinet or i was going to have a notebook or i was going to yeah. do I can't, I wish I had a dollar for every time I set up a foldering system in Google Drive uh, that I've said, okay, <laughs> this is it. Th- I'm going to make these colors this. It's going to be named this. It's going to be listed yeah. first. E- every single time it ends up, there, there's a fault to it of some sort. Yeah. And I, I still ended up looking and searching and all those kind of things. And I, I wanted to have, I, I, I really realized if I put every, if I had a way for the students to put everything in one place, and and that includes th- just questions and answers and comments and peer feedback, all that kind of formative uh, learning data. If we could put that all into one place, it would make my life so much easier to be able to see everything. Now, at first, it's a, it's a, it was a different way of doing things, but it became very smooth. And then when I needed to find things, I was no longer searching because I knew exactly where they were. And if I couldn't find them, you know, we have a little bar at the top that's very Google-like, if you will, yeah. uh, um, where you can search for conversations, search right for the student. You can get to what you need to when you need to do it because we, we're there to provide feedback and, and, and focus on student learning, not necessarily run bad organization systems that I did every single year. Uh, gotcha. I mean, they weren't bad organizations. They just, I just, they were not efficient. Yeah. And I knew I, I knew I could be, if I could be more efficient, then I could be way more effective. Um, as a teacher. And that's really why I built this. I never thought I'd build this into a company. Uh, I, I have to thank my my uh, my wife for that, who's like, hey, do you realize how cool this is? Uh, and so she's the one who's kind of pushed me into saying, hey, let's go do this. And and so uh, so we wanted to make that available for teachers because it's, it's, a, it's a huge aha once you start having yeah. all that data in one place. And no it kidding. makes life so much easier. 
So let's awesome. let's transition to that then. If I'm now a teacher listening to Shooks and GIF and thinking, yeah, this sounds like something I totally want to explore and maybe try. What's the next step? Where where do they go? Okay. What do they do? How can they do it? Well, on our website, it's gotlearning.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, uh, we, we have, right at this moment, we have the uh, a form to fill out that you can get into the platform. It's it's a little bit, It's we're right at the cusp right now where you're going to fill out the form and then jump right into the platform. And we were right. hoping that it would be today. But as you know, with, uh, with, with technology, sometimes that gets pushed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but if you go to our website and just register, you can get in with and, and jump right into the platform. Um, and that should be hopefully in the next week or two, a week that it'll, it'll be available for, for teachers to be able to do that. And now um, we're just for, just for reference for people, we're recording on December the 6th. Um, so that would be 2021. Sort of 2021. Thank you. By, by, if people are going back over a year in this podcast, that's amazing. Um, so by mid December, that should be ready. So if you're looking at like, if you have a new term starting in the, like in the new year, or I know here, um, where I am in Ontario semester two, you're starting to think about that starting at the beginning of February, this might be a good time to do that, which is why I want to jump on so quickly and not wait for the new year. Yeah. And you can jump on the website, fill out the form and I'll, we'll get you in, uh, you know, within 24 hours, absolutely no problem. So that, that is, uh, uh, be able to, uh, be able to happen pretty easily. So awesome. Now I know one thing you said to me, Mike, in the beginning was if you sign in as a uh, single teacher, you won't be able to see the insights of the other teachers at this point, correct? Yes, we have a, well, one, yes, that is, that is true is that we do have what's called a pro teacher, um, which is where you're an individual teacher, where you have your own classes, right? Uh, the school version is one where you have all of the teachers, uh, the all the students, all the teachers, the uh, educational specialists and school administrators um, be part of that. But each of them, both of those do come. You can download the fr- the free uh, Got Learning mobile app uh, and everything that you do on the mobile uh, as a student or a teacher. You can also do on the mobile app, except the mobile app allows you to do one other super, super cool thing. And I don't, Jen, I don't know if, I'm, if I remember I showed you this at all, but being able to take non-digital work and scan it into conversations. Yeah. Um, is like if you if you still have a checking account and you still get physical checks and you take pictures of your checks, that's basically the technology that we have to scan in student work. And the one absolutely killer thing that we well, there are multiple killer things that we found, but we love this. I love this one was getting rid of the problem of I need you to scan this in. I need you to put it into this mm-hmm. folder that name this, and I need you to name it your name and blah, blah, blah. And I usually had a 55 to 60% success rate uh, when high. students scan things in. That's pretty good. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty, I guess you're, it's probably pretty high. But we, we figured out, I figured out the way to to change that is to, when we built the, the Got Learning mobile app, was to only allow people to scan from where they want that document to go. So if you have a three or four page document, you don't have to name it and find it and send it or email it or print it out or whatever. You can actually just go right to the conversation, say you want to scan and bam, it's right in, uh, right into the conversation. You don't even have to name it. Uh, you don't have to worry about what folder it goes into. It just goes right into the conversation for whatever time you need. So yeah, it's it goes in that a, line. A and it's all, it's all when I enter it in a conversation, it's all chronological, correct? That is correct. It can is, it, can it, it be moved? That was that was one thing I didn't ask you last time. So if let's say I'm like, oh, the student, I saw it, and then I make a comment 
but what I saw the student hadn't uploaded yet, am I able to move that student's, let's say, piece of writing that I saw sitting on their desk before my um, before my comments? Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Am I being clear? I, I know exactly what you're saying. Absolutely. Okay. And and at this point, it, I, we are not able, you're not able to do that. Okay. Um, and we're at a point right now because in, and one of the things that we really pride ourselves is we consider, we, we consider growth over time learning or got learning an education company. Mm-hmm. We're just an education company that happens to make software. Right. Um, so we know we're not done learning and we know the product is not done. And we know mm-hmm. we have a ton to learn from teachers using this, teachers and students using this in the classroom. So we're constantly looking or constantly receiving feedback from teachers of, well, have you, you're doing this, but have you thought about doing it this way? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes we, a lot of times we get what we call the blinding statements of the obvious, which are, <laughs> how did we not see that? You know, and we absolutely yeah. love those because we know like that, that that's going to make a teacher or a student learn more efficiently and effectively, teach or learn more efficiently and effectively. Um, so we're constantly looking for feedback like that. And one of ours right now, just with that exact thing is being able to copy and paste items into the conversation from other conversations. Uh, cause mm-hmm. especially when people wanted to do, uh, wanted to easily be able to do parent teacher conferences or create portfolios or end of the month or end of the unit highlight reels, whatever they want to call them. Right. How do I, how do I get that data from one place? So that's one of the things that's on our roadmap. Got it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, hopefully we've we've spoke to some, we, we've um, provoked some like aha moments in the listeners. I I was we sat when we originally had a fifteen minute call. I think that turned into an hour long call because Mike kept showing me. I'm like, now show me this. No, what? Oh, what about this? And I had all these questions. So definitely dive in, um, sign up, even if you just do it with one class to start, if you're like, like me and a secondary teacher and you might have more than one or, you know, just do it with one of your subjects. If you're uh, an elementary or middle school teacher um, and you're teaching multiple courses, I, I think it there's a lot of potential here to do a lot of good for kids and really see where their their learning is happening. And like you said, it's that growth over time. So not just that final piece. And I, I have the conversation constantly with my own children. This test does not mark who you are as a learner. It tells me what you could show me on that day at that time. And if you were having a bad day, then it's not really going to be indicative of what you can do. So I think tools like this are imperative for us in education. If we're really going to talk about the whole learner, it's a great tool, Mike. I'm so glad you reached out to me. Oh, well, Thank you very much. And it was it was awesome talking to you, not only when we talked last week, but also also this week. Um, you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed your show. I'm, I'm bummed that this show did not contain one of your corny jokes. Would you like to, um, would you like one? I thoroughly we, we enjoy could, those. If you could throw one in, that would just be awesome. I'd love we it. Can, we could do one. I have to, I'd have to find, I'd have to, where's my phone? I have them all saved on my phone. Um, I, we can go back to an oldie, but a goodie. What did what did one snowman say to the other snowman? I do not know. Do you smell carrots? Oh gosh. It's a good winter one, and seeing as it is snowing, and I have a good we're we're Mike and I are on a Google Meet right now recording, and I have a good like wintry background that he was like, That's beautiful. I'm like, that's not real. For a minute, I, I had him I had him convinced that it was that. I said it is snowing like that, but I'm in my basement. I don't have Yeah, this so I, I was gonna ready. change mine to where I was on Saturn and see if you believe that that is where I was in that. <laughs> like I, I, I said, it's only Monday, but it's already been a long week, so I might have, I might have. Anyway, um the website is gotlearning.com. I will of course link it in the show notes. Go Go check it out. I think it's totally worth your time. Thanks, Mike, for uh, jumping on with me here your afternoon and my evening. And uh, hopefully you get some emails from some listeners to uh, to check it out. 
Awesome. Thank you very much for having me on here. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great. Okay, everyone, you know, you know the drill. If you have an aha, give it a go and go check out Got Learning. Talk soon.